Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Druids Grove. I am currently recording in my car on a very rainy morning. It's about 40 degrees out and I'm in a Hobby Lobby parking lot. (laughs) I I tend to record here a lot because it's very quiet before they open and I don't get any highway noise. Um, But there are a lot of geese around me, maybe 20 or 30 geese and they're kind of walking towards the car. So you may hear the rain and if so, I apologize or you may enjoy it. But thanks for joining me. And today we're going to be talking about, um, I wasn't really sure how to title this, um, kind of spiritual senses. We've spent some time talking about our different senses, uh, you know, the five physical senses and then our sense of intuition. And I was trying to think of a way to talk about these things. So using uh, our spiritual sense to kind of work with energies, different energies in the universe that we work with in Druidry. And so some of these different senses uh, would be, or, or energies would be considered, considered maybe the the awen, um, or, or also the life kind of life energy of things, um, the energy of something called nuifre, which I will talk about here in a little bit, um, the energy of deity or gods or goddesses, and then also elemental and plant energy. So kind of using our spirit to interact with these different types of energies and entities. So we've talked about um, many things that we can comprehend by use of our senses so far, but I wanted to spend some time talking about um, kind of the nonsense uh, or spiritual aspects of Druidry. And I know the the term nonsense, so if we think of you know, not relating to our five senses, uh, kind of content, uh, connotates the idea of nonsense. And I purposely chose that word. Um, you know, if we think of non-senses, um, we can think of the word nonsense. So, um, when we think someone makes a statement and we can say, oh, that's nonsense. We can say, oh, that doesn't make sense because you can't perceive it. So you can't explain it. So therefore there's no truth to it. There's no, um, there's no, it, it doesn't fit into our um, concept of reality, so it's nonsense. So that that's that word kind of describes how dependent most humans are on their five physical senses and being able to relate to the world. And people outside of Druidry may look at the things that I'm going to talk about, and they may say that it is nonsense. And in one kind of from one perspective, their perspective, I guess that could be true, but we also have other senses that we can work on and develop and, and build up and, and, and use to interact with different types of energies throughout the world. So the idea of talking about something that you can't physically experience um, and, and also talking about interacting with these things may seem very kind of odd or abstract. So how do you, you know, how do you interact with something that you can't physically experience? And, you know, it's important to remember, though, that we do this with many things in our lives. For instance, uh, a thought. You know, we have a thought about something. Thoughts are not real. uh, But we can play with them, interact with them, manipulate them, change them. Um, You know, similarly, you know, ideas. So a thought could could just be, you know, I'm hungry. An idea might be something like, um, I wonder what would happen if I did this. Um, or I want to develop this this process or something similar to that. So it's not a physical thing, but we can still interact with it and manipulate it and kind of play with it. And we can also look at emotions. So when you think about emotions, do you interact with emotions? Uh, do you interact with other people's emotions or your own emotions? Um, do you feel trapped inside of your emotions or are you able to step back and kind of control and manipulate your emotions? Can you use your emotions as a tool? And so here what we're looking at, we're kind of diving deeper into the idea of these non-physical 
ideas or kind of energies or entities that we can work with, uh, which is it's kind of similar to intuition, but it's on a kind of a broader but more also more specific context. So there's a lot of different um, senses and ideas that we can interact with and play with um, or work to kind of develop and build up in our Druid practice. So I want to start with kind of an obvious one, the Awin. We've talked about the Awin before. Um, in Druidry and most um, Druid practices, the Awin is kind of a universal idea. It's, uh, it's, it's very important to work with it and kind of tap into it. And it's kind of the creative force in Druidry. But how do you, how do, you do this? How do you interact with the Awin? And there are many ways to do it. And many people kind of develop their own technique. Uh, for most people, it can kind of come down to the basic idea of just being open to universal inspiration. Um, it, one way we can think of this is for creative type of people that kind of work in creative arts or just enjoy being uh, creative and expressing things creatively, they may talk about the muse or a muse, M-U-S-E. And this, this is not necessarily a specific entity or a person, but it is, it's, it's, more about the being open to the flow of energy and kind of the flow of the universe to guide us on our creative expression and you know people will say that when they when they open themselves up to the muse they have uh, rushes of ideas or thoughts that kind of come to them that were not of their own uh, creation they weren't their own ideas they just kind of came to them and then they follow that path and work and develop these ideas but how do you get to that point where you're kind of uh, seeking inspiration from the Awen or the Muse or the universe. And this can be done simply by um, asking for guidance, um, asking, to, asking the universe to just kind of allow you to let go of ego and to be open to the influence from the universe. Uh, maybe you can be asked to be, you can ask to be shown um, inspiration or a certain idea or something that sparks your creativity. And it doesn't even have to be a verbal uh, expression. You don't have to say it out loud. It can just be a thought or a feeling or uh, setting an intention inside. You know, just thinking, I'm just going to let go. I'm not going to control this process. I'm just going to be open to the influence of the universe and just to kind of pay attention to the things around me. That could be an example. So when you do this, if you've never done it, you may be surprised by what you're able to experience. And you may have thoughts and ideas that you had never thought about before. And many people visualize the Awen as kind of an energy that is present around them all the time, while other people may see it as um, like a conduit or a pathway. And they seek to connect with it or um, have themselves be directed to access that pathway. Uh, some people interact with Awen intentionally by consciously trying to be aware of it and focusing on it and, and, and you know, seeing it as a thing that they want to reach out and touch and experience while other people kind of relax the mind. They may hold a single thought or a single purpose in their mind or in their heart or in their, their gut, you know, and they hope to just kind of feel the flow of Awen come through them. And however you decide to think of Awen, it is important to consider it as an option for stimulating creativity and free thought and to help you embrace the influence of the universe to kind of help you channel and guide your creative actions. Another type of, of energy that we can kind of use our spirit or spiritual force to interact with is a term called uh, Nwifre. It's N-W-Y-F-R-E. Um, this is kind of a specific energy that is, this term is used in, in the Order of Bards, Oates, and Druids. I'm not going to go very in-depth with it about how they present it in their course or discuss it, but there are other Druid organizations that also use this term, Nuifre. Um I remember when I was introduced to it and started working with it, it was something that at first it seemed very awkward and foreign to me, but once I realized that it's there and I was able to consciously connect with it, it just, it, it just, it, it, it I don't know how to describe it. It just kind of made me feel more full, more whole, more like um, connected to everything and, and related to everything. So what's important here is not the specific name that it's given, Nwifre, but rather kind of the, the concept or the idea behind it and, and what it is. And many other practices, you know, even different types of Druidry or many different practices outside of Druidry, 
address this energy force. They just use a different name. Um, the concept here behind Nuifre is the, the energy that is flowing through all things. So it, that can seem like a weird term uh, or a weird idea. Um, it can kind of be considered as the, the life force or the life energy that is present in all things. And from a Druid perspective, we consider all things to be living, so all things have this life force or this life energy flowing through them. And the purpose of looking at Nuifre is to see the energy flow between all things and to work with it and connect to it. So this could be like a meditation and uh, you're focusing on the energy flow within your own body. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, you may practice breathing exercises, you know, getting into a, a meditative position or meditative state and practicing a certain type of breathing exercise and then connecting to the energy in your body and moving this energy through different points of your body and concentrating it in certain areas. And some practices may look at the uh, chakras, they're called chakras, different energy points or concentrations of energy throughout the body. Um, I'm, I'm kind of pulling it off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't know the names and, you know, um, the specific names and references to them, but like there's, there's one in the brain, there's one in the throat, there's one in the heart, um, there's one in the abdomen, and then there's one in the pelvis. I think that's all of them, but it's kind of a vertical line of energy that goes through your body in the, when you are able to move your energy concentration in your body to these different points, you can tap into that chakra and kind of uh, access those uh, traits or characteristics or physical expressions. And I'm probably butchering this, but I haven't really worked with it that much in that regard, but there's a lot of information out there if you're interested in that. So maybe one, one uh, reason you may want to do this, um, maybe you want to bring healing to a certain part of your body, or maybe you want to stimulate the organs associated with these uh, these energy sources or these chakras, um, you know, for instance, the brain or the throat or the heart or the abdomen or the pelvis. We can think of all the organs around these different areas and how we may want to focus our energy on those to express energy through those organs or to help with healing. Another another way may another way that you may want to interact with Nuifre is maybe you want to bring energy in from the earth uh, into your body and. Or, or conversely, you may want to move energy from your body out into the earth. Um, maybe you're having a lot of negativity and you're feeling bogged down and weighed down and, and just feeling kind of negative and, and unhealthy. And maybe you want to discharge some of that negative uh, feeling that you're having into the earth and, and draw in some of that positive energy from the earth. Um, and I'm not talking about specific electrical charges here. It's It's kind of a... It's, it's the, the energy of feeling or thought or um, it's more of a feeling rather than, you know, I'm taking negative electrons from my body and moving it into the earth and I'm taking positive electrons. I'm not talking about electrical charges per se. It's more about the, the feeling of energy or kind of the life, life force or life energy. And I know, like many things I've talked about, if you've, if you've not experienced this um, or worked with it, it sounds very kind of woo-woo and out there. Um, but it's, it's really interesting when you start working with, with these energies. Um, maybe, maybe something you want to do is um, be out in nature and you want to um, feel the energy of a tree or a plant or a rock or a river and you want to kind of exchange energy with, with that object or that entity. Um, you know, again, I know this sounds very abstract or very weird if you've never done it. Um, but when you do these things, you do feel something. Um, and, and when you're doing this and something, it feels like something is physically happening, um, but it's difficult to express verbally. But when you're doing this, very profound feelings can occur and, and things can occur when you're doing this. <coughs> Excuse me. I remember um, an early exercise I did um, when I was kind of investigating... Uh, paganism in general and, and looking at energy in general before I got into Druidry, there was an exercise that I read about. Um, and, and it was about how to connect to the energy inside of your body and manipulate it and move it around. Um, and I'm not sure, it may have been early in Druidry that I, I did this. I'm not sure where it came from. It's been a long time. Um, but 
the, the concept was sitting in quiet meditation, being still, being aware of, of the energy in your body, and then uh, focusing your energy into kind of like your solar plexus area and really concentrating there and feeling it and then bringing your awareness of this energy and consciously moving it around your body to different places and just being aware of it. And then at one point you would move it down your arm and envision it. Um, you're holding your hands kind of cupped in a cupped position facing each other. Like you're holding a basketball for instance, and you move this energy down your arm into your hand and you, you envision it coming out of your hand and settling right between your hands. So you're kind of surrounding the sphere of energy and the instructions in this exercise said to practice holding that that energy there and to feel it and then as you're doing it to try to move your hands together bring your hands together kind of squeezing this ball of energy and then move them apart to see if you feel any difference in your hands if you feel any change in pressure or energy or heat or anything like that and I don't know how to explain it I did feel it <laughs> um, you know when I would bring my hands together there was like this kind of repulsion pressure feeling when I moved my hand apart it was kind of um, the pressure dissipated. There was less energy. It's like how I would normally feel. And then when I would bring my hands back together, I kind of felt this pressure and resistance. Um, you know, maybe it was all in my mind. Probably was. Could be. I don't know. Um, but maybe there's something going on that I can't explain. <clears throat> you know, and after doing that exercise, I kind of came to the conclusion, um, you know, why not just be open to the idea of this and try to work with it? I, I felt something. Um you know, whether it was an actual physical thing that I felt or it was all in my head, I did feel something. And even in modern day medicine, um, you know, the placebo effect works wonders on people. Um, uh, if you're not familiar with the placebo effect, um, in like clinical trials, they will, um, people will go in and into a research project and they will get a uh, they're, they're testing a medication and one group of people will get the actual medication and the other group of people will get what's called a placebo and all that is is it's it's the the person thinks they are getting something when they're actually not so they may just give them a salt pill or a sugar pill or something like that but a large number of the people in the 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 um, the group that gets the placebo they state that they felt different they feel better or they felt the effects of the medication so a placebo effect in this sense would be that i am feeling something working with this energy and i am able to feel it and it helps me to feel better so why not just go along with that and if it helps me to feel then i'm able to you know move energy around my body or exchange energy with earth or the tree or the sun you know so be it um you know, when we think about this, everything in Druidry or any spiritual practice or religion or concept or whatever, um, they're all just ideas created by humans to describe or explain the world around us and to interact with it and to help us to connect with it how we want to. Or, you know, conversely, we can make up negative thoughts and negative ideas and negative perceptions about things. These are all created in our minds. So, this concept is no different. You know, if I'm working with this life force uh, or life energy and it helps me to feel better and feel more connected, then I'm just going to go with it. And, of course, it's totally up to you if you want to. So looking at the, the this life force or life energy, the Nuifre, another reason you may want to do it, uh, work with it and be aware of it, is to help you interact with people around you. So let's think of someone... Um, in front of you and maybe they're suffering or it could be yourself maybe you're suffering um, there's a very distinct kind of palpable energy around this person um, so imagine a friend or a stranger you know they're in front of you uh, they're having a hard time their energy feels off maybe they're sad or angry or anxious or distraught how how would you meet them what energy in you would you bring to meet them so we can maybe see someone that's uh, being really angry. So if someone's upset and they're angry and just really, you know, in, in rage, um, if we meet them with the same type of energy or life force or nuifre, uh, this would not be helpful. But if we can tap into um, a, an energy source of calm and peace and relaxation, 
um, you know, kind of coming in with a lower energy, a lower vibration, a lower emission of negative energy. And we can connect with them and relate to them and bring them down and help them feel better. So we can kind of think of the analogy in science of opposites attract and similar energies repel, like in chemistry or physics. Um, so um, that's how like how magnets work. So um, if you put two positive sides towards each other, they will repel. It's hard to bring them together, but a positive and a negative, they're they're drawn together, and they and they connect. So it's kind of about bringing a balanced energy to the situation. And what this does, you know, this can also help you to bring a sense of peace and calmness everywhere you go. So if we can see these energies of those around us, um, we can tap into the energies or life force or nuifra that we need to bring balance and compassion everywhere we go. Um, and some people, uh, I'm not one of them, but some people say they can see energy fields. They see auras of people. Um, and depending on that person's aura or energy field, um, they can... Uh, you know, see if they're a good person or a quote bad person, or you know if they're happy or sad or angry, and they can um, they can sense that before they even talk to the person. I think that would be really cool, but I can't do it. <laughs> but some people out there say they can. Um, you know, and it, maybe it's just a matter of perceiving, looking at someone, and you know, unconsciously assessing how they are feeling, and then uh, or how they're you know feeling inside, and then we can you know, call that an aura. I'm really not sure, but, um, but when we, when we see other people and we interact with them, we can look into ourselves and, you know, if we meet people with the wrong, the wrong type of energy expression, you know, we can feel that if we meet them with the right type of energy expression, we can feel that. And what this, what's necessary here is to take practice, looking deeply into yourself and kind of working with your own energy and working on being able to change it at will. So many people think that their emotions are a part of who they are and they consider their emotions or emotional expression as a part of their identity. So they get upset, um, they feel rightly justified about something um, and they lash out at people because this is who they are and this is what they are standing up for and these emotions and this energy is going and I'm directing it at everyone around me and you know they feel like that's who they are as a person um, you know or maybe you get someone that just is happy all the time they're a really happy person or they love everyone around them or they um, they they just fall in love easily and have lots of friends and everyone's their best friend and um, they're just happy all the time. Um, these people also can feel that this is who they are. You know, deep at their core, this is what and who they are. Um, and, and, I'm, and, you know, no one should deny these feelings when they arise. Um, that, you know, the concept in psychology of, like, um, suppression and repression and, and holding your feelings back and not expressing your feelings and not expressing your emotions. You can you can feel stuck and trapped, and you cannot grow as a human, really. But the, the thing to consider, though, is that feelings and emotions are transitory. They are, they're like an energy that, that it's a transition. It comes, and it happens, and then you can let it go. So uh, feelings, emotions, all of these things are an expression of chemical energy and chemical processes in your brain that make you feel a certain way and make you think a certain way. And so this is kind of another life force or life energy or nuifre. Um, you know, and if you're able to be aware of this energy expression in your mind and in your heart and in your soul, you can control it and manipulate it. And, you know, um, there's a lot of examples of this. Um, you know, kind of a simple example would be someone that is in a very dire, horrible situation, and but they make the choice to be happy. Um, I can't think of the name. There's a book, uh, a, a guy that well, he was in a, a concentration camp in World War II. I cannot think of the name of it right now. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful book, but he talks about um, he's he's. He's a Jewish person trapped in this concentration camp, and rather than being distraught and sad or angry, he chose to be happy. 
And so he looked at all the things around him that he could be grateful for, and he tried to explore how could he, how he could be helpful to the other people around him. And so what that shows is that we have the choice, if we are consciously aware of our emotions and the energy that is flowing through us, we can choose what energy we want to express out to the world. So if we think of our ourselves as kind of a baseline, neutral, you know, placid lake. Think of a placid lake. Um, Buddhism has a lot of analogies for this. So just a smooth, calm lake. And then if something comes along, either positive or negative, an influence, the, the surface of the water will ripple in response to this stimulus. But once the stimulus is gone, then it, it goes back to being that calm, placid lake. So we can think of someone that is, they're always angry, they're always sad, they're always frustrated. You know, the waves are constantly crashing. There is no calm, there's no peace. And no matter what the situation, that's how they meet the world. And they think that this is just who they are. This is, and it may be that they've been that way their whole life. But if they are able to work and become consciously aware, kind of pull up a seat in the back of their head and observe themselves, they are able to see how they are acting. And that these are just energy expressions this is not who they are you know we've talked about before how our our personality is simply a a composite of our dna expression and of all of the things that have happened to us in our lives up until this point so there is no you know us that makes us who we are other than our dna and these expression of these situations that have happened to us and how we've responded to them so at any moment in your life you can acknowledge this life energy, life force within you, and you can choose how to express it. You can instantly change your personality and become a different person. Um, again, this is not like a, a sociopathic behavior to manipulate other people. If you are someone that has been you know, uncomfortable your whole life and you're, you've been angry and sad and distraught and depressed and you know, all this, you can, you can consciously make the decision to change the life energy expression of yourself and to choose to be happy. And people may be upset about that, and I understand that. Um, like I've said, I've, I've worked in healthcare and uh, mental health a lot, and I see this all the time. And when you tell talk to people about this, there's a lot of therapy that is centered around this, especially, especially existential therapy techniques. Um, you know, medication is used a lot, but it doesn't fix the problem. What medication does is it allows people to change their thought patterns for neuroplasticity to facilitate a change in their th- thought patterns so that they can then change their energy expression. So I'm going off on a tangent here. But anyway, um, so we can also look at this the energy expression of ourselves uh, based on external influences. So this is... The, the typical ability to change your energy expression uh, and to tap into Nuifrei is challenged when you put bring external chemicals or stimuli into the situation. So if we think about drinking too much caffeine or eating too much sugar um, or taking medications that may stimulate you or sedate you, these will change your ability to control your energy because it's an external thing that it's that you're bringing a chemical into your body affecting your brain and affecting your ability to control those emotions and so most people they are not aware of it but they you know caffeine and sugar are drugs and we seek we use these a lot to change our energy expression so some people are not comfortable sitting with themselves um, and just being with themselves they need they need a stimulus they need something to pay attention to they need dopamine you know and it was really interesting I saw this little short video um, the other day um, I'm not sure who the, the guy was, but he said that, you know, um, I think he was like in his 40s, but he was saying that, you know, this certain generation is going to be the last generation to know what it felt like to sit quietly with themselves and to to be at peace sitting alone with themselves because because generations now that are born, they are from the time they're born, they have this constant external stimuli. Um but but this this constant external stimuli of technology uh, does not allow for peace or quiet. So for the first time in history, generations now that are being born 
are having to consciously decide to, they have to choose to be bored. Where in the past, before technology, people were bored and had to find things to do. So the, the status quo was to be bored and then to go out and use your, your life energy and your nuifre to what do I want to do? Do I need to go work in the field? Do I need to, do I want to write a book? Do I want to read a book? Do I want to go talk to my neighbor? And now, you know, no one is really ever bored. There's no, quote, excuse to be bored. You can constantly get external energy to stimulate your brain, and then your brain gets used to that. And then when you take that away, people are very uncomfortable these days. So, you know, meditation and, and being consciously aware of your emotions and your nuifre and your energy and your connection to the world, how do you in, react to it and interrelate to it? These are, these are some good principles, not necessarily just to Druidry, but in all spiritual practices. You know, so we can think of all of these <clears throat> things that we ingest, whether it's uh, chemicals or food or drugs or technology or whatever. These things, uh, it's important for us to be aware of them because they do change our energy and our ability to control it. So we can see this in, in people that have addiction to food or drugs or people and sex and love or other addictions or gambling or whatever. Their emotions and energies are controlled by things outside of themselves. They have lost the ability to regulate and control their nuifre, their energy. So, again, we can look at foods, <clears throat> and we can look at the energy of the foods that we consume, from plants to animals. Um, if you mindlessly eat food, you know, just you're just a bag of potato chips and candy and, you know, whatever. If you're just unconsciously eating and stuffing your mouth, you're not aware of the energies that went into that food or how it was created. But if you take the time to be aware of the nuifre or life force that is in the food that you eat, you can be mindful of it. You can be grateful for it and you can connect to it, which will also allow you, allow you to be a good steward of the energy that you just ingested and that you brought into your own energy field. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, it can be a, a really significant sense of appreciation. It can bring a sense of appreciation to you when you take the time to think about your food for the life energy and nuifre that it is giving you. And by being aware of this, you know, you'll, you'll be more aware of what you're eating and you will make better choices of what you're eating and eat more healthily and live more healthily. You know, if you think of um, some different types of food, so for instance, a steak, uh, a piece of broccoli, or a chocolate bar. If we think of the life cycle and the energy of every molecule that went into making those items, you will feel a different emotion and a different energy in each of those things. So if we, <clears throat> if we think about all the way back to the, you know, the birth of a cow and all of the, the, the sun and the water and the food that it ate to grow to be, then become uh, processed and to become a steak or hamburger for us to consume, we are consuming all of that. It's life force, the life force of the plants that it ate, um, the sun, the water, um, all of the elements that went into that, we are consuming that. And the same thing with a piece of broccoli. We can think about uh, the, the elements from the soil, um, all the fertilizer that went into it, whether it was, you know, um, composted foods versus chemical fertilizers that were made in a plant versus, um, you know, cow, cow waste that was used to fertilize it. Um, we can look at the sun and the rain going into those things. Then we can look at the chocolate bar. Um, we can look at the, the cocoa beans that went into making the chocolate, but we can also look at, we have to think about the sugar and the milk and all the food stabilizers that were made in a processed plant, you know, and, and combined into this one thing for us to consume. So, you know, when you think about these different things, they all have different types of nuifre or life energy or life force. And when you think about them, maybe maybe thinking of one of these or some of these makes you feel uncomfortable or grateful or disgusted or appalled or content. You know, when you think of all the chemicals and the molecules and all the processes that went into making that item. So again, we can think about the sun, the clouds, the rain, the soil. How was it made? How was it grown? Another interesting way to look at it also as far as nuifre or life energy is how many people touched that item before it got to you? And what were their intentions behind it? Um, 
you know, we can think of um, animal products. Did they come from people that nurtured these animals and took care of them and made sure they had a happy life? You know, um, I was having this discussion with someone the other day and they were talking about, you know, how can you eat an animal? This poor thing is alive and you took its life and now you're eating it. But um, all of the animals that, that get consumed um, in, in the world today if it weren't for people consuming them, they would not have existed in the first place. So that's a really interesting concept. So the, the millions and billions of animals that are grown for the purpose of feeding humans, it's not like they're naturally born and running in the wild. They would not have existed at all in the first place. So if we, if we consciously make good decisions about where we get our this type of food, these types of animals can have a good quality life. They can live a happy life. Um, they can not suffer and die living in the wild, you know, being tracked down and killed by wolves in, in a gruesome, painful death, you know. So it's, it's just interesting to think about these, these things. And we can think about all the processed foods that we eat. So all the junk food and all the chemicals that are put into them. What life force or energy are the people working in these factories putting into that food? Are they happy? Are they sad? Do they see it as just a product or, you know, a way to make money? You know, what, what energy are they bringing to this process? Because these things get transferred over to us if we're consciously aware of them. So when we eat, we should look at the life energy or nawifre in our food, and we should strive to eat the simplest, um, you know, least manipulated forms of food that we can get with the best Nuifre and life force behind them. So in Druidry, um, we work with animals a lot, so we can look to the animals and their Nuifre. So different, different animals like humans express different types of energies. So we can consider, for instance, a scared dog that is outside in a lightning storm versus a defensive dog that maybe is being attacked by another dog versus a happy dog that's laying on the couch with its belly exposed and it's getting you're giving it belly rubs. You know, these are all different types of nuifre by the same animal in different situations. And some people are kind of, you know, they get the term uh, an animal whisperer. Um, or, or an animal person, you could say, too. So these people are kind of able to sense this life energy or nuifre from the animals, and whether consciously or unconsciously, they're able to adapt and change their energy to meet that animal where it is. And this can even apply to some animals in the wild. Um, there are lots of videos out there of people interacting with wild animals uh, with a very positive reciprocal relationship of trust and respect. And, you know, kind of oddly and, and unexpectedly from most people's perspective, uh, many people that are hunters uh, are like this. They have a deep respect and support and love for wild animals. Um, for instance, they may see animals, and there are lots of videos out there about this, animals that are hurt or trapped to help them. Um, and it may even be the same type of animal that they are out hunting. Um, I've seen videos of people that are out hunting and they find um, two bucks that um, it's in the middle of their rut and their, their antlers are interlocked and they are stuck. And there's lots of videos out there about this. And sometimes both animals are alive and sometimes, unfortunately, one of them is dead, but the other one is still attached to it and, and it's trying to free. And these people are out hunting these animals, but they will stop, you know, stop hunting and they will go help to free that animal that is suffering. And, you know, there's no respect in in taking an animal's life when it is already at a disadvantage. I know that seems kind of like an abstract, weird, uh, convoluted way of th seeing things, but many hunters, um, they don't want, they, they don't want to take an animal that is disadvantaged. They want, they want the animal to be living its own life and then in, a, in an instant cause the least amount of suffering and harm to take that animal. And if they see an animal that is suffering in the wild, you know, they will help to free that animal and to help it live. And again, if you if you are not aware of this these practices, they can seem very very strange. 
Um, but it's, it's a very interesting approach to look at Nuifre and life force and life energy flowing between the relationship between humans and animals. Um, you know, or, or even other animals that are stuck in a fence or um, trapped in a, a bush or a river. Or, you know, I saw one the other day of a little, a little baby fawn that had fallen down a hole. And, you know, these people go over and they, they dig it out and they rescue it and they save it. And that's, that's an energy exchange. And, and if you approach that situation positively, you can be very helpful to these animals. So if we look at these animals as a living being with their own life force and life energy, if they are currently suffering and trapped, we want to help them and we want to free them because that's what we would want for ourselves. We would want to be helped in that way as well. And we can also look to domesticated animals. So pets, for example, uh, and the exchange of Nuifre that we have with them. Most people love their pets. They have a respect and appreciation for them, um, which the animal also reciprocates. It's, it's, a, it's an energy exchange between humans and pets. And this can also occur in animals that you would not expect to see it in. Um, for instance, like uh, pet snakes or fish. Um, or other animals that kind of seem to have a limited intelligence, like snails or, or crabs or something like that, you know, they will respond to their owners in a very positive way. And this is due to that the ongoing kind of uh, positive exchange of nuifrae or life energy between them. And we can look to the plant kingdom as well as druids and, and exchange spiritual energy with them. Um, you know, I talked earlier in an episode about the, the practice of walking around a tree in, in concentric, concentric circles, moving closer and closer and then further away and trying to feel the energy exchange between you and the tree. Um, there's another exercise where you can <clears throat> sit or stand with your back to a tree and um, you can kind of put your hand at the small of your back and, and, and visualize the energy kind of moving from your solar plexus into the tree and then energy moving from the tree through your hand into your uh, into your solar plexus and just exchanging energy like that. Um, again, whether something's actually happening or not, it's hard to say, um, but, but you can feel it when you do it, and I've done that, and it's a very powerful feeling. Um, we can look at plants and their variety of energy expressions. So, for instance, uh, fruits and vegetables, you know, to roots of plants, to the leaves of a plant. These all have very different energies and different kind of spiritual presentations and different nuifrei flowing through them. So the spirit of a fruit is a very different energy expression than the spirit or energy expression of a tree trunk. Um, some people kind of feel more drawn to different plants and different trees, and this may be due to um, a scientific approach or appreciation of that plant or that tree but some people also connect to them spiritually or kind of energetically. You know, for instance, if we look at two different trees of the same species, we can get a very different sense or of, of different spiritual energy or nuifrae between them. So, um, you know, even just looking at them with their, the way they've grown, you know, we can look at a gnarled, kind of twisted oak tree with, um, you know, lots of twists and broken branches and t twists and turns in its trunk that's a hundred feet tall and we can compare that to maybe a three-year-old you know oak tree that's only 20 or 30 feet tall or something like that you know which which of these kind of resonate with you more what energy do you feel from each one of these and we can also look to the elements so um, elemental energy is another type of uh, spiritual force or nuifrae, life force, life energy that we can work with. So if we look at the elements of fire, water, earth, and air, which of these seem to call to you more or brings you a sense of peace and comfort when you think of them? Uh, which one brings forth kind of a sense of fear or anxiety? And even within the same elemental energy, the, its different expressions can bring bring out different feelings based on the spirit and energy expression of that element in that moment. And so we can look at water. So think of soaking in a nice, comfortable bathtub with, you know, comfortable temperature water versus being out in the middle of the cold ocean in the middle of the night in a raging storm. Um, these are very different kind of life forces and life expressions of that element. Um, we can consider a, a candle that is lit in front of you, maybe in meditation. 
and you're just staring blankly at the, the, the fire and the candle. We can compare that to like the destructive energy and spirit and we have a wildfire, just a raging wildfire. So we can, we can exchange energy with these different elements in their different forms and we can see how we can both benefit and help ourselves but also that element and how can we work with it by, to help improve the world around us. And another type of energy that many druids work with, I guess if you can call it an energy, is, is that of deity, or deities, or gods, or goddesses. And, and many may be put off by the idea of calling their gods, or goddesses, or other deities uh, simply an energy. Um, but however, you know, when we kind of look at these ideas, it is possible to kind of categorize them as an energy. Uh, some people feel that their de deities are real living beings and they have a physical presence in their world and this this however this would make them a type of energy if they see them like that just as yourself you are a living physical thing in this world and you are a type of energy an expression of different types of energy and other people see their deities as just maybe an abstract concept or an idea or a representation of something that they can interact with and connect with and reach for inspiration or guidance um, so, you know, maybe it's a, just a source of energy or inspiration. Uh, people work with deities for different reasons, as we've discussed. Um, many feel that working with deity kind of gives them a source of energy in their day and, you know, going through their day-to-day -day lives. Um, or maybe in their, their druid practice specifically, maybe in ceremony or something like that. It gives them, it gives them an energy or an inspiration. It kind of brings a life force to the situation. But aside from, you know, the perception of a specific deity or working with a specific deity, uh, one may like to just work with um, the universe, you know, the, the life force of the universe <clears throat> or the life force that is just in everything. Yeah, um, some people can see that as kind of a deity. Um, there's a there's a, an idea in um, recovery programs from addiction um, that, you know, you are supposed to get uh, build a connection with a higher power and so some people call it uh, God or they work with a specific God or goddess but the concept here is something bigger than yourself and the idea is to um, break down your own ego and to realize that you are not in control of everything and you don't have to be in control of everything so by some people just use the universe as their you know their concept of a higher power that has life force flowing through it that they can connect with but that they can't control necessarily so um, for instance for me I, I work with some deities I, I like to uh, work with uh, Bridget and Kernunos. I kind of those are kind of two that I worked with they came to me when I first started in Druidry but a lot of times I just kind of uh, try to connect with the life force of the universe and the Nuefre of the universe in general so um, and, and I just talk to the universe. I put I put my thoughts out there. So I do this for many reasons. I may ask for guidance or for patience or motivation or clarity of thought. And and all I'm doing is simply talking to the energy of the universe. I am asking for this nuifre and life force and life energy that is in everything to give me what you know I need and to help me with whatever it can give me in that moment. And in this way. It allows me to let go of the kind of negative perspective and concept of ego um, or the feeling of needing to be in control of a situation and to be able to allow room for positive energy of peace and calmness and understanding uh, to enter my body and my mind. So, you know, it helps me to be able to be calm and to respond to a situation rather than to be subject to... Uh, my emotions and to you know react so I try to approach the world I would I want to respond to the world rather than react to the world <clears throat> excuse me and so by working with this life force of the energy this new of the inner uh, energy of the universe I am better able to tap into that rather than being dependent on the limited life force and energy of myself so in this way I consider the universe to kind of be its own deity its own entity that I can work with. So working with this type of energy, however you define it, um, it, it, what it does is it allows you to look outside of yourself for guidance and inspiration. So we can step out of this limited 
human conception and viewpoint of the world and step into the vast energy of the universe. You know, um, kind of like the this energy that is swimming through the universe, but it's also swimming in ourselves, and we can just kind of float through it. We can kind of become one with the all, to, to use kind of a phrase that I've heard before. Um, you know, the all, uh, A-L-L. So to to blend into that and to blend into that life force and that nuifre and to be aware of that and to just constantly be in awe and connection with this universal life force. So again, rather than being isolated and limited to this human form and, you know, this little bubble around me of limited energies, we can open our energy fields. We can open our nuifre and, 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 and be in touch with the universe around us and we can feel more connected and present and involved and we can be more participatory in the universe around us rather than feeling like you know an isolated island of a person so this can help us to feel a part of things rather than apart from things so there are so many types of energy from spiritual energy awen um, elements the plants animals deity uh, different types of energy and spiritual energy that you can work with in druidry so however you approach the world in your druid practice I would encourage you to explore it and with all of these different things that have different types of energy see how you can work with it see how you can open yourself and connect to it what can you give what can you take what can you exchange what can you be grateful for um, just explore it so thank you for listening and I will see you next time Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time. Thank you.